Okay, so where does that leave us with Bama? I can't wait to see what Tommy Reese and, and Nick Saban do. Um, I, it's funny that we're saying this. This is a big year for Saban because they haven't won it the last couple of years. And uh, his mentor has, uh, protege, excuse me. And yeah. I just wonder if they're going to, this is, it's not, I shouldn't say this. It's not easy for coaches to do. But when you have a dude like Milrow who can run it, man, it just cleans up a lot of stuff. If you're, if you don't have, you know, if Simpson or the Notre Dame guy are just not mm-hmm. super duper poised and accurate in the passing game, Luke's. I, I I would agree, and I think that's why he may have the slight edge. I also think he has the locker room, which is a big component to all of it. Oh yeah. You know, you know, Tyler Buckner's new coming in from Notre Dame. Uh, Ty Simpson's just, you know, finishing up redshirting. Um, and, and so, and, and Jalen's played the most. The problem with Jalen Milrow is he just has a tendency to just make stupid decisions with the football. And that is, that is not going to play out well um, with, with that head coach. And if you turn the ball over to the other team, if you make poor decisions, you're just not going to last long with him. I, I think the I saw a headline. I think it was in the Tuscaloosa News, or a quote from Nick Saban when he was asked about the quarterback position. He basically said, "Force us to play you." Yeah, I saw that. Essentially means nobody's taking the reins of this thing. Nobody has gotten themselves advanced or has a leg up because you're all doing the same things. Meaning, you'll make a play, you'll miss a play. You'll make two plays, you'll screw up two plays. It, it, it's, it seems to be the same common denominator across the board. And Alabama's personnel is going to be so good that I think that's probably what frustrates Nick Saban is you don't have to play beyond yourself, right? You don't have it, – it's like Kyle McCord or, or Devin Brown at Ohio State. You're going to walk in that huddle with the best receiving core in America at Ohio State. Just don't screw it up. And so – it's the same thing with Harrison Beck at, at Georgia, and I'm not convinced on him yet either. We'll see. But, dude, just walk in there. Ryan Day put it perfectly. Make the routine plays routinely. Right. I yeah. mean, that, that's basically what it comes down to. And apparently at Alabama, that's not taking place right now. But to your first point, if you can run and they can use you in the run game, it's going to take a load off of everything else, and it changes how defenses will have to defend Alabama. Right. And that might be why they're forced to take what is the good, being his legs, and have to accept the bad until he either works his way out of it or works his way out of the lineup. Yeah, because as good as Bryce Young was, and he is athletic, bottom line is he wasn't a runner, and they didn't want him to run. Uh, he didn't, you know, he's deadly accurate, and also um, they didn't want him to get hurt. So now all of a sudden we shift to this, and really it's it's been a long, it's been a long time, I, you know, since Bama. It, it, if Milrow is the guy, we're not only dual threat, but, I mean, he may be the best rushing QB in the country if he does get the nod, Tom. Yeah, I mean, you look at what, and, and the thing is, if you look at him, if you've ever seen him in prison, he literally looks like a running back or a strong safety. And to be honest with you, I think that's what they'd like to do with him. But I don't think the kid wants anything to do with that. So the bottom line is, if he's going to be stubborn about playing quarterback, okay, 
but then whatever those strengths are that he does bring that can lead to playing another position, you got to you got to wrap the offense around those strengths and do whatever you can to mask the weaknesses. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're visiting with Tom Luganbill on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. It looks like, all right, so things are maybe shaking out down at Auburn, Tom. Um, we've got Peyton Thorne, the, the transfer from Michigan State, Robbie Ashford. What, whoever Hugh Freeze has, he elevates them. Now, there's a ceiling on some guys, but what he's done with guys is, is incredible. I ex- they may not be really good at quarterback, but I expect them to be way more than serviceable and in that pretty good range, regardless of who wins it at Auburn. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think Peyton Thorne has a very low ceiling. I think he's a what-you-see-is-what-you-get type guy, personally. I think some of the discussion that we were having about Jalen Milrow at Alabama does apply to Robbie Ashford in the sense that he's so athletic and he's proved he's played a lot of football. And I'll, I'll give him this. He is he has taken the brunt of some serious serious criticism right in, in public scrutiny, and it's hung in there. So I think Robbie Ashford has some mental toughness. Um, he's he's got a short memory, and if they can just elevate his accuracy and his his ability to again make the routine plays routinely, then he doesn't have to carry the entire offense either. It was like last year they had no semblance of a passing game. So the entire offense is on him just manufacturing plays or being used as a designated runner. So there has to be a complement and a balance to that. But I think he brings more to the position than, than Peyton Thorne does. And maybe Peyton Thorne has gone through camp and just been more efficient and made better decisions and been more accurate as a passer, which is what everybody wants out of Robbie Ashford. But you're not going to get those same wow or impressive run plays People aren't going to have to defend Auburn the way you would if, if Robbie Ashford is, is playing quarterback. So um, I, I just I, – I was one of those people, like, I was really surprised Oregon State took DJ Uyunglele out of the transfer portal. I was super surprised Nebraska took Jeff Sims out of the transfer portal, and I was equally surprised that Auburn took Peyton Thorne. Okay. I just – I looked at it, I'm like, okay, is that is that a depth ad or – are you looking at him as a significant improvement? Hmm. Well, we've only got a minute, but that takes us to, you just teed me up. You know, we go back to Spencer Sanders and Jackson Dart. Everybody seems to believe that Dart has this totally under control, but I'm not, I'm just not convinced. I, I think Kiffin's a mad scientist and very successful most of the time on offense, but he will try and push anything. And, you know, Dart is no doubt talented, but I just you never know when Sanders could could jump up. Who knows? I don't I don't think I don't think anything has changed with Lane Kiffin and Jackson Dart in their relationship since the beginning of last year, and it's very simple. If you take risks with the football, you are likely not going to be the starting quarterback here. Plain and simple. He knows how talented he is. He knows he's capable of making spectacular plays, but you can't throw the ball to the other team. And I think if Jackson Dart's going to be their guy, and he knows full well that when it comes to decision-making, he's on a short leash, then we won't see Spencer Sanders. Yeah. If he makes poor decisions, we will. Now, now you have to have a discussion about Spencer Sanders. Is he healthy? And can right. he stay healthy? Because that's been a career problem for him. We'll leave it there. Hope you have a good weekend. Thanks, dude. 
YouTube, 